You're watching Sipping Off the Cup on Tequila Aficionado Media. I am Mike Morales on all of our platforms. This gentleman out there is... Rick Levy and Escondido. Rick and I are going to be uh, <clears throat> going to be tasting, dissecting, and discussing this particular tequila, Session. Basically, Rick and I have a session with Session. Um... <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I really like the clean lines on this bottle too. We were we were discussing another brand uh, just recently, and and we were saying how how that bottle and the brand the bottle itself was somewhat of a cocktail friendly, you know, bartender friendly bottle where it was easy to handle. Um, this one this one seems seems to be um, fairly uh, fairly easy to handle. It almost handles like a bigger like a like a a, a one liter bottle. That's yeah, cool. um, it's uh, it's tall and elegant. Yes. So what do we and, and look, bubbles. See, <laughs> bubbles, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of shampoo bubbles. Again, as I like to say, it's not a. That's not an indication of quality, but it's a really good sign. Um, what do we know about Session, Rick? Uh, not a lot. We know that it's made at uh, 1513 uh, Tierra de Agaves. Yes, uh, it's a in, small distillery. Uh, all the Luna Azuls come out of there. And Tributo a, a Mi Padre, which I, I'm really surprised is still in production. Um, <laughs> you, for those of you who have been following us over the years, um, Alex... Um, our, our founder, Alex Perez, has had a, an interview with the gentleman who owns that brand. He was a, a politician in Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken. I think I think he or, or in the state of California. And when he retired, he 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 um, started this brand in tribute to his father. So, uh, Alex, if you look if you look on our website and search that name, you'll find that interview with with Alex and and that gentleman. Um, so. This this came with a full line. We're going to be doing the Blanco tonight, and I, I I'm really anxious to taste it because we've we've heard some rumor and in your window, uh, but but we're not going to go there. We're we're just gonna we're gonna taste it on its merits. Now, just just for background information, Session is not necessarily a really brand new brand. It is in the United States. Uh, originally, the brand owners. Are are from Australia. Australia. I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to. My really poor accent. As you can see, Rick is still breaking his open. He just. We've had these for a while. Um, the the brand owner. One of them is Jennifer Hawkins, who is a former Miss Universe. And and I was it her husband, Lisa, that that was uh, listed. Uh, is a uh, he's a he's a model and celebrity husband. Okay, so he's a model and celebrity husband. So she's the celebrity. She's they're almost like a posh spice and and Beckham kind of a couple. And to my understanding, uh, they they were ha running, they were having some great traction in Australia. I've been trying to get this brand on sipping off the cuff for a long time. And my understanding now is that they are in the UK and coming to America or already here. And 
Uh, it's been a long time coming. So these folks are celebrities. This is another celebrity-owned brand. Uh, and I'm kind of anxious to see. Now, I'm using Astaso Jarrito, but I'm using mine for, for the uh, higher ABV. I'm using the, uh, the, um, the one with the wider mouth. It's pristine. I don't know if you can see that, but it's got some great legs on it. Yes. It's really cutting the glass. And, you know, maybe that's a good thing. We'll find out. It's got a bright nose. Yeah. Um, it's different. Uh, it's not the... Um, we, we received no information on the brand. I don't know. Do they have a website? I'm, I'm sure they do, but I'm not sure what kind of um, what what their process is. It's a small distillery, folks. So it's um, you know, as I said, Luna Azul is, is their primary account at at this small distillery. So I'm getting like a like a citrus nose on it. Oh, made to last. This is a story with a twist. A story about premium tequila, the 100% blue agave kind. Uh, marketing, marketing, marketing. Uh, As you can hear, where, you see Rick is a big fan. Of <laughs> where under the watchful eye of the oldest dynasty of distillers, Session is born and made to last. Well, they're referring to the Orandines there. The Orandines? Is this an Orandine? No. No, they're not. So who are they talking about? I don't know. Again, we we did not receive information. We we uh, both of us were laughing off camera of how we received this shipment. Um, <laughs> mine was wrapped in bubble wrap with a slap the label on it. Um, okay, the label on the back says. A light spiced finish with elements of white pepper, Blanco Sesión tequila is distilled from the blue agave plants of Jalisco. And, and that's it. So the uh, Blanco and Reposado got some hardware in San Francisco in 2016. What? Uh, uh, silver. Silver? Yeah. The mocha uh, took gold. Apparently. Yes, we have a mocha tequila that we're going to taste later on. Oh, so uh, the dynasty they're talking about is the Beckmans. Oh, no, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. You, it, wait a second. Hang on. Ah, I see. <laughs> uh, Tierra de Agaves is the Beckmans. Um, this, is a t this is a distillery that... Uh, it's it's owned by by a um, a, a, a distant relative of the Beckmans, who are the Jose Cuervo family. That explains a lot. That explains a lot. But uh, Tierra de Agaves, I think, didn't they have a, the the information that I remember from Tierra de Agaves is that they were an offshoot looking to do more craft style tequilas away from the mass produced industrial types of tequilas. Um, and so I'll go with that. 
I'll go with Tierra de Agadas. It's been it's been a while since I've heard that brand mentioned, and and, it, and it's been a long time since I've had actually Luna Azul in any of its newer iterations. But um, this is there's almost like what's it getting on the nose? I'm getting like a mango. Why am I getting like a fruit on the side of my glass? And I'm using again. I'm not using the tequila harrito. Uh, I'm using the much wider mouth. But I'm on having a hard time. Side, I got like a like a mango or an orange. It's it's a much sweeter smell. And I'm not. I shouldn't have to dig deep for this, but. But I want to make sure I'm I'm smelling what I'm smelling. I I smell mangoes, dude. I smell fruit. <sighs> okay, I gotta taste this. I, I'm All right, let's I, go. just let's just maybe go. maybe the mango will jump out. Maybe the mango. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm not getting any mango. What are you getting? You first. You should show, so, show your mind. <laughs> so what I was trying to, what I almost said is when we were checking out the nose is that I was, um, something about the aromas felt dry to me. Okay. And then, uh, you know, when it hit my palate, you know, it was kind of confirmation of that. Um, I got uh, a little bit of bloom of spice on the back of the palate, and uh, then um, it dissipated pretty quickly. Okay, but you're not getting any fruit at all? No, like maybe a little bit of citrus on the nose. Okay. Here's what I got at first pass, all right? I'm going to be totally honest. That mango, that's, that fruit sweetness came through on the flavor almost initially for me. Really? Yes. And as it exploded in mid-palate, you know, there was an exploded of, explosion of, of some pepper maybe, you know. Uh, the finish is, is, is short to medium. It's a decent finish. But um, then I... I I kind of uh, I smacked my you know my 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 tongue against my palate, and I got this cloying aftertaste from from what I what I am believing to be a mango substance. Uh, huh. Yeah, this doesn't taste natural to me. Uh, I think it it's worth. Further investigation. I, I think uh, Rick, do me a favor. I know you've got. Have you got your wider mouth? Um, yeah. Stossel, Hang could you put that into the wider mouth if you don't mind? <laughs> See, he's he's actually got this new bar. Rick does where he's. I know he looks like a muppet that disappeared under <laughs> underneath the. There he is. He just he went downstairs, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to go grab his glassware, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I just, just you know, humor me. All right. So here's the the wide mouth Stossel Harito, the one we typically use for mezcal or right. uh, higher proof tequilas. Right. Um. 
it's to me there's something off-putting about this uh, on the initial pass. Oh, wow! I, I, yeah. Did you did you get it? Yeah. See. Right away. How interesting. Go ahead, take a sip. All right, let me try that. Well, you know, if you got if you got if you got to spit, you know, we're all about using the right technique here, so. So I'm not getting cloying sweetness. Um, and uh, I'm not getting, um, you know, any kind of uh, thickness that is, you know, coating the palate, you know, uh, unnaturally. Um, but, uh, boy, I, I can really see what you're pulling out there now on the nose. Yep. Yeah, I... Um... Oh, no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> there's something, there's something I'm sensing artificially under, under my, on the sides of my tongue that is, a, a, it's, it tastes like an artificial sweetness. And uh, I think it has something to do with that mango that we're, that, that you and I, you finally, you finally. They're doing, they're doing some kind of rectification. Yeah, um, there's something going on. Okay, off camera, we looked at the gnome list and we saw which brands are coming out of there. One of those brands, Luna Sul, is listed or supposedly listed or is is alleged to be made uh, more in keeping with, with traditional tequilas. Whereas Session, from the same distillery, um, is is alleged to be industrialized. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm so well, I'm surprised. And, you now, know, people this, for, for people who may not know, uh, they can, you know, they can stamp a known number on a tequila that was actually produced somewhere else, as long as that's where it was bottled. Well, yeah, the, that's just it. The gnome number isn't necessarily, just to reiterate and to say in a different, in, in other words, the gnome number is not necessarily where a tequila is produced, only where it is bottled. Now, the 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 there are other brands because by law it just has to have the gnome number. It doesn't have to tell you what goes on in the background. Some of the some of the more traditional tequilas will say. Produced and bottled at, and 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 it, I'm not even sure what does this say. Does this say it says produced and bottled by Tierra de Agaves? Yeah. Well, the official normas only um, the normas only state that uh, the number is for where the the product is bottled not necessarily where it's produced yeah. but but the law doesn't doesn't talk about the terminology or the wording it only says that by law they've got to have a freaking number on it that's it okay so the laws are vague 
Um, that's not to say that maybe this is produced there, but in my opinion, this is a, a, a manipulated tequila. And, and probably more so than not. Now, a Blanco tequila, according to those who are using, who, who the, the, the law that, that, that denotes additives in the norma say that you're, you are allowed to use 1% of additives as long as they're not harmful to human consumption. But a Blanco tequila is not allowed to use additives. Right. Just from the way this tequila is reacting to my palate, I have to go on record and say that this is a manipulated tequila. I'm not sure if it is industrialized or not. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not behaving like a like an industrialized tequila because I'm getting bubbles. Uh, but again, bubbles is not a. It's not an indicator of quality, but it's a good sign. So what I will say for certain is that there's some sort of there's some sort of fruit additive. Now that's not to say that this is a bad thing because you guys might like it. I mean, you know, it's probably made for the cocktail industry. And and if that's the case, put it in a screwdriver, put it in a you know, it's uh, something. It's something I could mix with, and uh, I wouldn't have any issues with it. Um, but you know, there's a lot of other tequilas out there that you could recommend for the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's probably not a profile I would recommend. You know, for sipping neat. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, I agree. Um, now it's you know if it is doctored, it's certainly not as offensive as some other doctored tequilas that we. Yeah. Have. There are some there are some blanco tequilas that have, that have you know that that one percent kind of they overdid it with that one percent. Uh, this one's actually very subtle, and unless you're using the right glassware or or you know what to pick out, or you just got lucky because you know I used uh, you know we're both using Stasso Jarritos, um, you'll probably won't catch it, you know. Um, but I did on my just to, just to, for for. Just to be totally transparent, it stuck. It it was a bit cloying, not super cloying like like we've had with some of the aged tequilas you and I have tasted before, where we just we had to spit it out because it's so bad. <laughs> this one, this one was there, but but it's quite subtle, you know. And it's it's probably well within the one percent, except for the fact that it's a blanco tequila and it doesn't belong there. So that's it. That's that's my take. I. I can't personally nominate this as a brand of promise. I, I think Rick, you'll agree with me. It's it's not um, it's not up to a standard that uh, that yeah. you would look at. Uh, but again, not to say that some of you may have had it already. Some of you may have liked it, and and you're probably using it for cocktails. So if that's the case, I would I I'd really be interested to know more about their process. Like uh, you know, are they are they using champagne yeast or something like that in the fermentation process or, uh, but you know, something else that is catching my eye here is that these bubbles are probably staying longer than they should on the top of the bottle. Well, you know, again, we, I see that on mezcals, you see that, you know, the perlas and I like looking for that. 
So that in in and I I always keep samples of industrialized tequilas and mezcals on my shelf because they're great examples of what to look for. This is not behaving like an industrialized tequila um, because the bubbles are lingering. We have lingering bubbles on the top, and and with an industrialized tequila, it's it's not a thing that you see a lot of. Okay. Um, but I will say that for certain that there's some sort of additive to it. It clung to my palate just lightly, briefly, you know, within that light 1%, but you have to know what you're looking for. And you smelled it. So first yeah. of all, there know, is something, there is something on the palate that I'm having trouble identifying. Well, now you and I have, have done several, uh, 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 column stilled, um, agave spirits you know, and flavored agave spirits that have been done well, you know, with yeah. natural flavor. Yeah, I'm not getting, you know, I'm not getting any uh, artifacts, you know, that are off-putting from the process. Uh, you know, yeah. with, with industrialized uh, tequilas, oftentimes, you know, I can pick something out on the nose or there'll just be something in the flavor that is just like, oh, you know, this is, this is, heavily processed or yeah yeah there some people claim that they can taste a bitterness there are others who who really just make it their job to taste those industrial when we say industrialized what we mean is uh, tequila is made with a diffuser um and if you're interested in what a diffuser is go check out tequilaficionado.com there is plenty on that subject of diffusers but just let it just for now let's just say it's industrialized uh it's an industrialized process um, and the tequila, in my opinion, is not acting like one, but it is acting like a tequila with a with a with some sort of flavoring that is not natural. You know, they can come back to us and say, "Well, it's because of the sugar content of the agave," uh, or you know, we have uh, mango trees that grow nearby, and you know, all kinds of of um, stories. And I, I don't believe it because you know. You and again, you and I have had stuff aguardiente that is that has been made with real fruit from that region, and it doesn't, you know, the real fruit doesn't linger on your palate. It doesn't give an aftertaste. It it's there and it's gone, and it's just there to present the aguardiente. We didn't get that on this, and for me anyway, I didn't get that. I, in fact, on the retro nasal, if I if you have enough of this, you'll start. It'll start to come. It's like a good salsa. You know, eventually <laughs> it starts to get really, really hot in your mouth. It builds and, and layers. You got to back off, and then when you stop, you got, you know, you you taste that the 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 peppers in your on your palate. So sometimes you'll you'll do that with this, um, but anyway, that's our short take on session. Will the other ones taste better? Maybe so. We'll find we'll out. See short, what it's like from a barrel. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what it's like after that, but. Um, that's our take on Session Blanco. I am Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That gentleman out there is Rick Levy and Escondido. And you have been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on every platform you can think of, both audio and visual. And whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. <laughs>